0: Now, I mean, can I take 850 times 1,500 a month, right? Is your average, I mean, you're doing like, what? what is that 1.3 million a month, something like that? A little bit more, right? A little so, bit more. Uh, because, yeah, so a bunch more. Oh, wait, a little more or a bunch more? A bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jeffrey Harris. He's the founder and CEO of Spring Big, a leading provider in cannabis CRM and loyalty marketing technology with over 25 million users across the United States and Canada. He's got over 15 years of marketing, sales, and management experience uh, within the incentive marketing and loyalty marketing fields. Jeffrey, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. Cannabis CRM. I mean, why can't CRM or why can't cannabis companies just use HubSpot?
1: Sure. And actually, they do. But what we created is a unique SaaS platform that helps our retail clients and mm-hmm. cannabis manage their loyalty program, which is something HubSpot doesn't offer. And then through that loyalty program, we create a lot of different segmentation for them that they can lend leverage for text message marketing, which is kind of something else that uh, HubSpot
0: doesn't offer. Interesting. Okay. And when did you launch the business? What year?
1: So we launched it in 2012, but when we launched it, it was originally for small business like pizza shops, yogurt shops, nail salons, hair salons. And we decided to pivot to cannabis in early 17. So we're kind of like on Spring Big 2.0, which kicked off in January of 17.
0: And why that pivot?
1: Uh, we thought that there would be much better opportunity, honestly, in cannabis for two reasons. One, the owner of the yogurt shop is hardly ever in the store, so it's hard to get him on the phone, to uh, him or her on the phone, to get a decision. And we just saw such great opportunity in cannabis, and the competition was a lot lighter, so we thought it would be a good vertical. So
0: 2015 was the big pivot. Now, what do these cannabis companies pay you on average to use the technology? So they pay us on average
1: about $18,000 a year. Uh, oh, wow. So this is not cheap. This
0: is like an enterprise motion. No.
1: Yeah. It's enterprise. We have some guys that are actually paying 20, 30, even $60,000 a month. And we have some paying as low as four fifty a month. What? But the average is somewhere. Yes. The average is somewhere around $1,500 a month across the board.
0: That's wild. Wait, can I ask you what, don't name them, but what's your largest customer pay you per year currently?
1: So we just had a client pay up $120,000 for the month.
0: And why is that? So, so you have an incredible ability here to have expansion revenue. You do it right. What are you upselling against?
1: So we're upsell. So what's really upselling is the volume of the text messages that they send out. So the larger their database and the more frequent that they send out messages. So we charge them a platform, a subscription fee for the platform, they get X amount of text messages included in that subscription. And then when they go over that allotment, they pay on an a la carte basis. So this particular retailer sent out over 16 million messages in the month of january it was insane
0: (laughs) holy mackerel when you look at your total mrr today like you did last month what percent is pure SaaS versus overage fees so about 70 percent of SaaS and about 30 percent in overage which we actually like
1: that mix well because what it allows us to do is when we see a client of ours going over their subscription fee we could actually use it as a driver to get them to move up to the next subscription and when they do that we also get them to sign for a new 12-month package. So it That's allows smart. us to kind of get them re-upped at the same time.
0: That's really smart. What And so uh, how many customers are you serving today? About
1: 850.
0: 850. Interesting. And how many customers were you at a year ago?
1: 500.
0: Interesting. Where the growth come from?
1: Uh, so it comes from, you know, more and more states are opening up for cannabis. So it comes from new markets that are coming in. And it also comes from the existing more mature markets like California, uh, mm-hmm. Where you know we continue to just grab more and more share as you know as our brand continues to get more awareness.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, can I take eight fifty times fifteen hundred a month? Right, is your average? I mean, you're doing like what? What is that? One point three million a month, something like that. A little bit more, right? So, more. Um, because yeah, so a bunch more. Oh, wait, a little more or a bunch more? A bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to give you credit where credit's due. I mean, can you yeah, share a what bunch, run? Right, a,
1: bu- a bunch more. Because you know, some clients are just spending so much higher than the average. So, um, we, you know, we basically have two businesses in one, we have an enterprise business for some of these larger clients. And then we have what I'll call our bread and butter customer that is anywhere from one to five locations. Uh, so we have actually two businesses in one. So yep. it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to be serving two totally different groups of clients.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, basically the same technology, it's just usage. They technology. use it, use it way more.
1: Yeah, and some of the larger clients will do some custom implementation work for them. So it helps them from an operational flow and a compliance flow from that standpoint. So we will do some custom work for them, uh, primarily because we integrate with most of the industry's point of sale. So there may be some custom workflow that we do with the point of sale. But for the most part, the technology
0: so bigger? Are you doing more than $2 million a month? No, not yet. Can you I'm hit that nice. this year?
1: Yeah, we will hit that this year for sure.
0: We love that. Now, I'll be really impressed if you've done this bootstrapped.
1: Um, no, we did actually raise about $20 million in capital. <laughs> um, there
0: we I go. Wish we have,
1: I wish we would have bootstrapped it too. Um, <laughs> Matt, I love our partners. So, any of the investors that are listening today, I love you. But uh, yeah, we actually raised three rounds. We raised a seed, an, an A, and then either an, you can call it an A1 or a B. So, we raised about $20 million since the end of 17. So, we bootstrapped until the end of 17. And then we said, you know what? Let's get some partners in here to
0: so break that down for me. When was the last round and how much?
1: 11 and a half million in August of this past year, August 20.
0: 11 and a half. Okay. And uh, what was prior to that? 5
1: million in November of 18 and then 2.7 million in November of 17.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so, and so, and this was your baby, right? You didn't come in as like a, fra- like a CFO or CEO from a, okay, got it. Yeah, my baby. I- I love that. Now, so I have to ask like the cannabis thread here. Like, Now, are you just a business guy and you're like, cannabis is where I want to go? Or did you start sort of using this and seeing you know, personal improvement in performance?
1: No, I'm, I'm a business guy and thought there was a great opportunity in cannabis. So um, yeah, so I mean, I am really pro can. I've become very much pro-cannabis over the last few years because I see the benefits that cannabis offers a lot of people. But at the end of the day, when we got into it, we got into it from a market opportunity more so than from a social cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the benefit is a $20 million ARR company. Uh, Yeah,
1: that is for sure. That definitely helps. That's part of the benefit. No question about it. (laughs)
0: That's That's part of the benefit. Okay. Round out your team for me. How many folks on the team?
1: So we have about 110 people on the team right now.
0: How Um, many engineers?
1: About 40. So that's a, that's a big part of the team. Um, Our client success team has about 30. Mm -hmm. Our sales team has about 15. Our marketing team has about 10. Um, then obviously we have some finance and HR people, and we have a new business that we launched in the summer of 2020. It's a it's a business focused on brands versus retailers. And we have about 15 people in the brands team as well.
0: So is that a business? Is that an agency model or a SaaS play?
1: No. So that's actually, it's a, it's a MarTech model where brands have the ability to serve up content
0: to retailers that are selling their product.
1: And when the retailer grabs that content and includes it in their text message, Uh, The retailer gets their message at no cost and the brand pays a CPM. So it's a way for brands with our twenty—it's now 27, 28 million consumers, brands have a real need to get directly into the consumer's smartphone to get to the consumer. They have a Mm -hmm. difficult time doing it. So we basically have created kind of like a partnership opportunity where the brands, where they are sold in the retailers, they could serve up content to those retailers. Retailers grab the content. And the quid pro quo is retailers get that message gratis and the brand pays for access to those consumers that they really don't have access to otherwise. So What, what margin do you
0: build like, in there? Your cost of the text versus the CPM you're charging the brand that wants to get access to the retailer?
1: So it's about 85% margin.
0: That, damn, um, that's yeah. great. So the
1: margin is really good because right now the brands don't have the ability today to get to that consumer. There's very few avenues for them to do it. And the retailer in our industry owns the consumer. So giving brand the ability to really create the content, make sure that the messaging of their brand is exactly as they want it. Retailers like it because they get nicer looking content to serve up to their customers. Retailers get a little bit of a break. Brands get you know access to these customers. But then the big deal is it drives customers into the retailer. So the retailer is really happy because it's leveraging their database to drive purchase activity and store traffic into their store.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, that's fascinating. Okay, this is great. Really interesting story here. So got the team size fleshed out. Of your sales employees, the 15, how many carry a quota? Every one of them. They all do. What do you set quota at? So we set it
1: at, we have a dual quota system. So we set quota at 10 deals per sales rep per month is the quota. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't, and we don't penalize them if they don't hit quota. They just have an accelerator when they go over quota, uh, from the standpoint of making more commission on the 11th deal, the 12th deal, the 13th deal. And then each, each person has a different quota depending on their territory. So for example, the person handling California will have a different quota than the person handling Missouri as an Mm -hmm. example. So we look at, because deals are different, right? In California, there are a lot more what I'll call higher subscription deals than there are in like a Missouri or an Alaska or places like that. So we look at all, we look at the state by state configuration to understand what's the appropriate way to handle
0: 10 customers in terms of a sales reps closing per month at your average at 1500 bucks a month times 12. I mean, I think that's about what $180,000 in new ARR closed per month or almost a $2 million quota per rep. That's high.
1: It's high. No, we're not they're not hitting again, because it's not a it's kind of like a benchmark, not a quota. And Got it. half of our half of our sales team are SDRs, right? So we have six BDMs and we have every BDM has an SDR associated with them. So it's not that we have 12 salespeople. So we have 15 people in the sales department. Of those six are selling every day, six are you know, driving demos for those salespeople. Then we obviously have our head of sales and we have some partnership people. So it's not all salespeople, but yes,
0: the I the see. goal
1: is for the six salespeople. Now, some hit it, some don't, but the goal is that we just hired three new ones. So the goal is for all of them to hit it.
0: So I'm very excited for this next question because I think you might be like top quartile. We've done 3,000 of these interviews and I bet, I mean, you have the shot at being this because of what you told me about pricing, but let me ask, what's gross revenue turn over the past 12 months Gross. Churn, gross revenue churn,
1: negative. So we're no, no gross. gross, gross,
0: gross, gross, not net, gross.
1: Meaning, so tell me what? Oh, so, meaning? Oh, so what is actually churning on a ne- on a gross yeah. basis?
0: Ignore expansion revenue.
1: On a monthly basis, anywhere between a half a percent, a half a percent.
0: Got percent, it. What so. So now to the your your first point, which is what I wanted to get to, is what's your expansion revenue monthly or annually?
1: So we run about a 5%. So about 105% net. Retention.
0: That's great. Yeah. Okay, got it. So 6% churn, 11% expansion gives you about 105% net revenue retention or said the inverse is 5% uh, churn rate, which is great. Correct. Correct. Okay, so okay, but I am a little surprised. I thought you'd be much higher because you have such an enterprise motion. It seems like you could take people from five grand a month and get them to 10 grand a month fairly easily with more usage.
1: Yeah, and you can, right? But I think the what ends up happening is it takes a while for customers to add to their database. And you know, and we're also, believe it or not, as as interested as we are in growing our revenue as fast as possible, we're also interested in making sure the client relationship and the way the client's using the platform is probably best in class and and most appropriate for them. So we will actually go to clients as crazy as it sounds and say, hey, you're texting too much, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're not seeing the value from it. Because at the end of the day, I'd much rather have that client for five years and get them to generate a little bit less revenue each year than let them go ahead and go crazy on texting and have more revenue in the short term. But then they come back to me and say, hey, I just spent 22 grand and I'm not seeing the same ROI. So we kind of look at it. Each state has its own culture. And I'm a real believer in the long
0: game with our customers.
1: I really, you know, you know, it's so difficult to get customers that we want to really make sure we take care of them correctly so that they stay with us for a long time.
0: Yep. What month did you raise $11.5 last year? August. Interesting. Okay. And so, I mean, you you probably don't need it now. You probably have a lot of that cash still sitting in the bank. But I mean, are you you think you'll raise again this year? No, I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, we're
1: yeah. running, give or take, depending on the month, we're running either a little bit in the red or a little bit in the black. So we just made an acquisition uh, on Friday. We bought a customer feedback reputation management company. Oh, tell me about nice that. Fit.
0: What'd yeah, you pay, so What'd
1: we you pay a for a it? <laughs> Uh, i can 't disclose what we paid for it, but it was a it was it was a good deal all around the buy, the, the seller and the buyer <laughs> felt really comfortable with it at the end of the day it 's a canadian based company that does customer feedback and reputation management um, in cannabis so we picked up two real assets we picked up some great people in Canada, which is a big growth market for us that we 're focused on in twenty one and we also now have a cross sell upsell opportunity to all of our clients so just think about a post visit survey to the store where you know we score you know that visit experience based on four or five different metrics. And then we give the client a dashboard so they could really understand what c- customers are telling them about their experience. But more importantly, if you score a four or a five as a consumer, you're gonna automatically be served up the Google review page for that retailer to leave a review. So mm. it really drives more reviews, which helps the stores from an SEO perspective and a number of other perspectives. So it's an it's a really nice fit for what we're doing. And most importantly, we picked up some great talent that's going to really help us in Canada.
0: Talk to me about growth. If you're doing about 1.5, 1.6 a month today, what were you doing about a year ago? Do you remember? Half. Wow. So, okay. 100% year over year growth, even during COVID. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And with that growth rate, when you raised 11.5 million last year in August, what valuation did you raise at a range is fine?
1: Um, about 100.
0: And did that feel fair at the time or you feel like you could have gotten a better deal?
1: You know, I think, you know, it felt okay. Honestly, I think it was like, but at the end of the day, we really wanted the fund that was leading it because we really thought they could add a lot of value to the business and we weren't diluting a lot. So I wasn't as concerned about it. Um, and we love the partner. It's a company in San Diego called TVC Capital. That's a SaaS only growth fund. So Know no, no, those guys you know, well well.
0: Heard, heard good things.
1: Yeah, not being a SaaS guy myself. um, You know, this is my first SaaS operation. I really wanted to surround myself with people that know it better than me. So as we scale and as we grow, I have people that have seen it before, done it before and can basically help me avoid the, uh, you know, the pitfall. So Mm -hmm. I I was happy. I was very happy.
0: Would you ever go buy one of these marketplaces, you know, LeafLink's doing very well. There's a couple of these others in the space. Would you ever go buy one of these guys?
1: Yeah. So we talk about, you know, I talk with LeafLink all the time and we chat and, you know, there's a lot of conversation. We're trying to figure out, you know, the big question, obviously 21 is going to be a big year in cannabis with everything that's happened on the macro basis from, you know, the government perspective and the government changeover, which is huge. And with what's happening just in terms of, you know, weed maps going, who's going to go public through the NASDAQ. There's just a ton of things happening in cannabis. So there's a lot of moving parts right now. So we're trying to figure out, you know, from a strategic standpoint. So, Budtender was one. We have a couple of other ideas that we're looking at and how do we round out our product offering because we are the leading uh, provider in what we do today. So, we add 30 customers, 35 customers a month right now and it's going to go up. So, we want to figure out ways that we could really add value to the customer, uh, things that they need that make sense for us, that are natural fit in. So, yeah. So we we're looking at all that stuff and, and we're talking about it and uh, we're trying to develop strategies around it.
0: really and really interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, last question before we wrap up CAC, what are you paying to get a new $18,000 a year contract usually?
1: Yeah. So it's about all in, it's a little less than $3,000. So we're breaking even. Oh my gosh. That's
0: yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Very good. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up Jeffrey with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book.
1: Uh, good to great.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Bezos
0: number uh, three an old CEO. Now we should add, but st- yes. st- still nonetheless That's 20 good years. Number three, I love,
1: I love, I love <laughs> what he told me. I love what he told. I love what I read about him that he doesn't start a meeting before 10 o'clock. So I just like, you know, there's like interesting stuff about him for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: My, my kind of guy. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business?
1: Uh, Salesforce.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. And what's your situation? Married, single kids?
1: married kids um all my youngest just graduated college in december oh great so, how many kids total uh, Three. So, oh, wow uh, everybody's off the payroll so you know so congratulate me
0: <laughs> that's exciting that's exciting yeah and and how old are you take us back to when you were 20 what's something you wish you knew
1: back then when i was 20 yep that I wasn't nearly as smart as I thought I
0: was <laughs> <laughs> guys spring br- spring big a big. CRM for the cannabis industry they were doing about 8.9 million a year call it 13 14 months ago now doing call it 18 19 million year over year growth around 100 percent and have got incredible growth rate uh, serving the space. They're working with right now about 850 customers up from 500 about a year ago, did about $11.5 million raise in August last year at a healthy valuation called 100 million bucks. As they look to continue to scale, they're making acquisitions. They just made a big one uh, and staying very close to the industry. Should they buy more companies? Maybe there's an IPO in the future. We'll see. In the meantime, Jeff, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time.